1: 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast
2: welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the show as always another weekend is here i am half of your thursday crew jason perone you can find some of my other work over at game on wisconsin where i do the quick slants podcast with me as always of packer report is mark Eckel. Mark, happy May! Oh yeah, it's our first show in May. First show in May, absolutely it is.
1: May, t- my, May might be my favorite month of the year. And why is that? We're just it's a nice month.
2: Not too hot, <laughs> May not, not cold.
1: Too, the weather, yeah, weather-wise, it's it's perfect. And now where where I live now, it's it's the weather's great, and we're not real crowded yet.
2: There's so, no oh, Packers football, like so I would have thought you would your favorite month of the year would be a football month. But okay.
1: Oh well, there's that too. I just, oh, yeah, uh, I didn't think of it that way, but. <laughs> I, just, I was thinking more personal, not professional. Gotcha.
2: But. Okay. I got you. Well,
1: I think May was always my favorite month when I was working because I, I was, I, that was usually when I was off. Right. Okay. You know, because the draft is over. So I, I worked my, my butt off doing draft. You know, you work all year and you work free agency and you work draft. And then you're kind of from until, you know, mini camps and stuff, you're, I, I kind of got a chance to, to relax a little bit. You're chilling.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about the, the majority of our show today is going to break down the two tight ends that the Packers just drafted, and we are very excited to get that assignment because yeah, keep, obviously keep it was a play. very, very heavy target this year, and the Packers made two big-time picks. So we'll talk about Luke Musgrave as well as Tucker Craft in a minute, but there was a little bit of news once again, Mark. Hey, the news cycle. A little bit of news dropped on Wednesday. Former Green Bay Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb was signed by the New York Jets. Yet one other piece, formerly of the Green Bay Packers, that is joining Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Jets. It's not surprising, Mark, but it's noteworthy. It's Randall Cobb. He's a Packers Hall of Famer, if you ask me. Yes. And so him going to spend a year in New York and team up with Aaron Rodgers is at least intriguing. And he's going to make three
1: million dollars. Yeah, not not too shabby. Good for and listen, Randall Cobb. I've, I've dealt with him once or twice in my career. Very cordial, very nice person as to to deal with from a media standpoint. Um, like you said, Packer Hall of Famer had a had a great career with the Packers. But come on, <laughs> we saw him last year. He was he's he's not Randall. He's not the Randall Cobb that that was that was a Packer Hall of Famer mm-hmm. anymore. He's thirty five years old. You know. Somebody said it. I wish I I wish I said it first, I, and I, I'd i like to remember who said it so I could get them credit, but somebody compared Aaron Rodgers to Adam Sandler, and that he just keeps giving his friends jobs in the, in his movies, you know?
2: Sure, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> um, true. You see the same characters over and over again. Oh, uh, yeah, all, you know, Sandler's
1: and, the star, and he gets the big money, but then he always finds roles for all his friends. And yeah. that's kind of what the Jets are doing with Aaron Rod, letting Aaron Rodgers. It's funny, Richard. Rich Pasquilla became the assistant general manager in Green Bay. Obviously, right? I mean, I'm kidding. He's assistant head coach. But it seems like every move the Packers made this year was helping special teams. So Pasquilla, I've given I've given him the title of assistant general manager. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is well, he might he might be general manager. I think Douglas is his assistant.
2: Uh, you know, well, the way he walked in the building and, and was saying hello to everybody, everyone was lined up as if the CEO <laughs> just walked in. So I guess you're not wrong. He's definitely pulling some strings over there. And again, listen, as a a Packers fan, I am not going to be one of those that has any ill will about any of these players leaving Rodgers or anybody else going to play in New York. That's perfectly fine. I'm looking at the situation and saying, what do the Jets need to do for Green Bay to maximize on that pick next year? And I'll tell you something. Adding guys like Alan Lazard and Billy Turner and Randall Cobb, and if they add Mercedes Lewis in there, in addition to the Jets being the Jets... I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. And that's, you know, that's going to come across.
1: They added, and I didn't, I saw this. I didn't even know this. I saw Malik. Malik
2: Malik Taylor. Taylor. They added him. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. They're, (laughs) boy, they're really digging deep into the trenches. And then Hackett. Don't forget Hackett. Okay. Yeah, well, Hackett's there. Yeah, Hackett's been there. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about this, this thing turning out. Okay. I mean, listen, these players, you know. It's a good thing
1: Rogers didn't have that wish list.
2: You know. (laughs) Right. No, there was no wish list. Yeah. (laughs) No, not not at all. No, there's there's definitely some uh, some backtracking that some have to do that that didn't think some of those reports were correct. So whether that well, it, and I'll tell you this too, Mark, if there was no wish list, the Jets are, are are hell of mind readers. Then yeah, they're wow, gonna... that's in, pretty impressive, right? <laughs> so Randall uh, yeah. Cobb off and running. Listen, he wasn't going to come back to the Packers. The Packers are in a much different place now. They're they're doing a lot different things than adding. Players who were at the end of their career. This is not a one piece away from the Super Bowl type of a situation. Speaking of which, so we knew going into this draft this past weekend, and you said you liked the draft. I liked the draft as well. I like what the Packers, liked the
1: Packers did. did yeah, I, I, I can't complain at all.
2: A lot of players, a lot of 13 bodies. Players. 13 in total, which was in, you know, day three was crazy. They sat and picked every single spot. Now, were you shocked by that? I was, yeah. Yeah, I was too. I I thought, you know, pick five or six really good players, but okay, you know, hey, I mean, that's fine because if they, listen, if this draft, and there's a lot to be said about it and done before we know, but if this draft, if half of
1: these players hit, this is going to be a historic draft. That's a great draft.
2: Yeah, it's a very good draft. If
1: you get six players or seven, depending, you know, six or seven, if you get that many players from a draft, even that would, that would still mean that that you missed on six or whatever, but still, that's that would be a great draft.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it would. And obviously Ron what's... Ron Wolf
1: used to say one out of three.
2: One out of three. Right. One out of three. I remember him saying that. And and this the, the top picks are going to ultimately be as they are always, higher on that magnifying glass. Right. And the Packers got busy on day two and took two tight ends. So their first tight end taken was Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Six foot six. That's a big body, Mark. Mm-hmm. And he is going to be your receiving tight end. I mean, I don't, I don't want to corner either Tucker Craft or Luke Musgrave into either a pass catching or blocking. They, they're both going to be asked to do a little bit of both. But I think the idea is Musgrave is is coming in. He's your pass catcher. He's extremely athletic. Shocker, no surprise there. At you know, big athletic scorer, and he comes from a good program. Here we're getting back to the Pac-12, Mark. Yep. And Ted,
1: Ted, Ted, Ted smiled.
2: Ted's yeah Ted smiled when when this pick was made but here it is the the Packers are addressing this need they lost Robert Tunyon they lost Mercedes well Mercedes Lewis is is not here and and we assume that he's not going to come back I don't know maybe he will I I have no idea but Um, this is
1: they, they they didn't give out number 89 so that's somewhat interesting but it
2: is yeah so they're, they're um, yeah there could be there could be something to it here but they obviously want to get they want to get younger and more athletic and, right. and I you you know you Musgrave is a really really good pick
1: I love Musgrave he's, he's my favorite I said I when before we started when we were just you know prepping for the show I told you he was my favorite pick of all 13 mm-hmm. I liked him a lot and like you said he's he's the receiver both of these guys and Craft as well the beauty of both of them is that it's not like they're Like prior Packer tight ends, like in recent memory, you had, you know, Tunyon was a receiving tight end. He could block a little bit, but he was a receiving tight end. Mercedes Lewis was a blocking tight end. Yeah, he caught a few balls, but like you said, they were pigeonholed into what these guys are complete tight ends,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which there aren't many. And both these two can both be good receivers and they're more than adequate blocking, especially in line. Like they can, they'll help the run game. It's not like they're going to be liabilities out there blocking. They can take, you know, they can knock people backwards and um, and open holes for, for you know for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon as as well. Which I think the running game. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you know, this Packer team next year to be successful in Jordan Love, in Jordan Love's first year as a starter, the running game is going to be very important. So these guys are going to have to be pretty good blockers in the run game. And I, and I think they are, but I love, I like, I love the Musgrave pick and I liked the, the, the craft pick.
2: Craft more of your inline type blocker. I mean, you know, again, they haven't put on a Packers uniform yet. They haven't done anything in a game. So these are just some of the the things that have been, have been said here, but the Packers obviously have two guys here that they can put on the field at the same time. I know the Matt LaFleur offense definitely wants to get two tight ends on the field at the same time as well. They can do they can do that with these two here. Now, I will say this is my little tongue in cheek joke here. So Musgrave, Pac twelve, Oregon State, Tucker Kraft, South Dakota State, Mark. Go ahead and get it out of the way here. I know he wasn't a first round well, pick, but
1: I'm glad <laughs> you set me up perfectly. All right. Now there there is I do have reservations about Kraft. And you're gonna think it's because he came from a small school. And normally I'd say, Yeah, but no, I'm not worried about him coming. Uh you and then you might say, Well, it because he was injured, and you know, like drafting guys that have had injury histories and you would be right again, but that doesn't bother me either. What bothers me the most about him? He was a third round pick at the Packers. Right. And we know how that goes.
2: Yeah. He's a third, he's a third round pick. So he's got, he's got enormous odds to overcome. <laughs> right. Although now you know, it's ironic that
1: has to end, right. They got well, you know, what's got a good third round.
2: Pick. You know, what's ironic is there's a third round tight end already on the roster. Yeah. And So side of and maybe now with Jordan Love at quarterback and, the offense revamped a little bit. Maybe, maybe he actually has some kind of a a little breakout year here, and he's well. The he's going to bro- be
1: used now. I think the way Matt Lafleur wanted to use him when he drafted him, which is not really as a as a pure tight end, no. right? I mean, no
2: H back, and yeah, he was yeah. Gonna be,
1: move him around, mm-hmm. maybe even fullback, whatever you know, like they did with that kid in San Francisco
2: use check yeah yes well when you have a quarterback that's willing to throw to the guy that's open and there isn't there isn't some doghouse that's been created in some way shape or form and listen I don't I don't know I mean I've seen De- DeGuarra make some mistakes I think he he made a big one in the Arizona game I can't remember what it was I think he lined up wrong or something like that Yeah, he, he, he and, made mistakes. Like, and it was you know when you have a when you have a touchy situation with the the guy who's throwing the football I don't think Jordan Love's going to be that way so yeah I mean maybe what was it, the
1: biggest DeGuarra's been in the league that was he has been in Three years.
2: In three years. This yeah. will be his fourth year.
1: Well, one year he was basically hurt, right? Correct. So anyway, what's the big? If see, if I'm a little little here. what's the biggest play of Deguara's career thus far?
2: You know what he you, made a you, catch. You remember it? No, uh, well the, the the only one I can think of, the only one I can think of that my brain my brain's gonna let me down here, because the only one I can think of was I think he I think he had a nice catch in the very first game he ever played in Minnesota in the COVID year of 2020.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you're right about that. But the biggest play, in my opinion, was a. I don't know how many yards it was, but a big touchdown in the Lions game 2 years ago. The last game of the year that when it, when everybody played. Oh, okay. And the pass came from Jordan Love.
2: Okay. Little preview of things to come maybe? I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, well, it's like I said so, when you're when he, there
1: he's not with because of Musgrave and Kraft now. DeGuar is not going to be your in-line tight end. Right. He's going to, like I said um, this, this, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm too optimistic, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this offense. I mean, they're young, but they're young and dangerous. They're going to be fun to watch. Now they're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. They have a, a new quarterback. They have a a bunch of young, young players at, at wide receiver. I mean, you have four second year guys and three rookies, you know, it's, they're young, but that's okay. And now you got two young tight ends, right? Daguar is not old, but he's like a, he's the oldest guy in the in the building now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the oldest guy at the of, of your quote unquote pass catchers, right? He's been here since his fourth year, so he's 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 the veteran in that of of all those guys. So they're going to make some mistakes, especially early on, but they're still going to be like you said. The, the quarterback's going to look around. He's 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 going to the ball's going to go over the middle a lot more, and that's where the tight ends like I think I think Musgrave and and craft and are going to be factors over the middle. And that's what's going to make Dobbs and Watson more dangerous on the outside.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And our, our old partner and compadre, Paul Bredel for Packers Wire, wrote a nice recap over about Musgrave and Tucker Kraft and reminded everybody of something that's important is that rookie tight ends don't typically make a huge mark. In fact, he had a really interesting stat. So if you go back to two thousand and three, there's only two rookie tight ends that have gone over six hundred yards. Now, neither of these two, based on the way the LaFleur offense runs and what we expect and have seen from them in college, I don't think we were expecting either of them to do that anyway. So I'm not I'm not trying to set anyone up for disappointment.
1: But you never know. I remember Keith Jackson's rookie year with the Eagles in eighty eight. Mm-hmm. He had like almost he had like over eight hundred yards and eighty some catches. Mm-hmm. As a rookie tight end. Yep. Um, because the, the Eagles featured him. Yep. I mean, he, he he was their guy. He was Randall Cunningham's guy. Mm-hmm. I think again, I'm not going to put any numbers out there, or um, you know, I don't want to put up some you know hope, expe- hope false expectations or anything. But um, I, I I I do a little show in Washington. Um, I, I do it from home, but it's it's aired in Washington every week called By the Book, and it's mostly a gambling show. And I do football stuff for my. So that, I was on Wednesday night. I'm on every Wednesday night. And they asked me to um, my, my picks for Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. And B. John Robinson is a favorite. And I said he, he probably should be the favorite. He, his odds are only plus three, 350. But I said, you know, he's in a good spot there in Atlanta, blah, blah, blah. I said, but if you're looking for a long shot, I said Luke Musgrave. Cause, and his odds are really high. Uh, because he's a tight end. Like you said tight ends in recent years haven't but when a young quarterback in Jordan Love I think a a, a tight end like Musgrave is going to is going to provide an enormous se- security blanket.
2: Yeah, who's a, who's usually the best friend of a young quarterback? Yes. More often than not,
1: a good receiving tight end.
2: And so Musgrave and-, and Musgrave can get vertical. He's going to be a vertical presence. They they they've sit craft, brings a lot of yards after the catch, which is that's exciting to me is finally somebody that that's one thing about Musgrave that I saw some criticism of where it's like, he goes down too quickly. And I'm like, well, I remember when Bubba Franks would do that too. He was really great at one at the goal line. When you needed one yard, he caught a ton of touchdowns. Like, didn't he have at one point, like uh, as many touchdowns as yards or more touchdowns (laughs) than yards somehow. But Musgrave, that was the thing about, about him was, you know, can he, can he stay up? But it sounds like Kraft is absolutely the yak machine. So it's like, he might not have the blazing speed, but if you can turn a five yard, pass into a first down on a regular sure. basis you're gonna you're gonna do fine in the nfl
1: i agree no i i like both well, like i said well, well let me ask ask you so so you you watched the draft i did day two right mm-hmm. you're watching friday night so they 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 don't take offense in the first round again they take um lucas van van Ness, the pass rusher from from iowa and you know so now second round's coming and the picks are going by and meyer goes off well King. Kincaid was already gone because the mm-hmm. Bills traded up in the first round to to get him. Yep. Who I also liked a lot. Yep. And and my and I don't I'm not like a lot of guys that put out these were my rankings or because they're just my own opinions. But I liked Musgrave and Kin Kincaid. Gun to my head, Kin, I like Kin Kincaid the best. But Musgrave was I mean a whisker below. I like I liked Musgrave better than. Meyer.
2: Okay, so I had, oh. I, I wanted Kincaid first, then Mayer, and then Musgrave.
1: Okay. And yeah, and that's kind of how they went. I think that's how the draft went, right? Yeah. But but the Lions thought it was 1965 when they were picking.
2: Man, the Detroit had an interesting draft, didn't they?
1: Yeah, if it was, if it was 1965, it, it would have been a great draft for a running back and a middle <laughs> linebacker. The problem is the NFL doesn't use either one of them anymore.
2: They they don't. And then and then you look at what Minnesota did. I I, I just you know we keep being told to temper our expectations for how the NFC North is going to go. But then you watched all the draft that the other division rivals had. And it's like, well, the Bears did okay, but they're the Bears. And so I'm just like, well, from a draft perspective, I know the Packers might not necessarily have the same aspirations on pay. Paper, but this division is still, even with Jordan Love never having played a more than one full game in his career as a starter, this is, is still looking very doable.
1: I, am we'll get into that later because I'm, I'm way up more optimistic than most people are about the Packers this year. And I'm, and you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, oh, no, you're yeah, not I'm the Packers, but no, I, anyway. But anyway, so the second round starts and it goes. I'll just read it off. So Joey Porter goes first, Pittsburgh, no surprise. Will Levis finally goes laporta goes when i'm thinking, whoa then meyer was the very next pick the raiders actually moved up and, and took meyer so now i'm thinking my thoughts were oh shoot here go to tight ends
2: yeah there's a run going they, the Packers yeah.
1: better move they better do something i still they thought can't...
2: they would take a receiver too i mean or One or, or another other. or I'm... well i should say another i still thought they might take take another because they tend to stock up in a position and i'm just like you can't address everything and i'm like are they going to really ignore tight end
1: well, but, I, I knew but... they didn't want to, mm-hmm. I, but when Laporta and and Meyer go back to back at, at thirty, thirty four and thirty five, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm getting worried now. I'm thinking, oh no, because I, I we've seen this before. Like the one year they wanted, they, they did want a wide receiver, and they and they went bang 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 bang, and all of a sudden the Packers are sitting there saying, well, there's no wide receivers left, so we got to do something else. So I'm getting nervous. I'm thinking, move up. You got all these picks. Move up. Trade a second and a fourth. Trade a second and a third. do, do something. Move up. Get up, get up, and get Musgrave. And then it went Steve Avila, Derek Hall, Bergeron, John Mingo, Isaiah Foskey. Arizona takes BJ Ogilari, and then Musgrave's there, and the Packers take him. And I was like, Phew. Yep. sigh of relief, yep. and also a sigh of happiness because I wanted Musgrave ahead of Meyer or Laporte anyway.
2: So were you did were you sitting there? That was your guy then in that spot.
1: Yes, I wanted Musgrave. If they were going tight end, and I was hoping they would go tight end, so yeah, I was I was very very I was nervous as can be, and I'm looking at the teams thinking, well, this team doesn't need a tight end, and like, Atlanta's not taking a tight end, and Arizona's not taking a tight end. But then again, you know, there were so many like just minor trades, like teams moving up two and three spots. I'm like, oh, you know, I hope you know this team doesn't move ahead of them or this team doesn't move ahead because like the Raiders, the Raiders moved up to get Meyer, so uh, that's what I was I was worried about somebody else moving up that needed a tight end, but it didn't happen and. Like I said, I was very, very, very happy when they said the Packers select Luke Musgrave, tight end Oregon State.
2: I say anybody that can, anybody that picks a Green Bay Packers draft choice gets extra credit because it just seems like, I know they have very specific measurables and it can be easy to pick players that should be on the radar for Green Bay, but they always just seem to go in a direction that, that we're not always expecting. Well, Andy, so that's a Andy big deal. It.
1: Didn't, didn't, mm-hmm. they, didn't Andy get three of their first four picks? Yes, he did. Which is amazing, you No. Know? He yes, knows yes, and he's he pretty plugged in. Well, mean, that's, that be well, it's, plugged it's in being Eagles.
2: plugged in, but it's also just being be, not being oblivious to and ignoring the history and the strategy. If if you look at, we have enough of a sample size now. We know what kind of players the Packers like. We know that they're not yeah. going to probably ever take a receiver in the first round, or first round, as long as Goody's the GM because he just doesn't value that there. Well, he
1: would have. He would have. He tried to trade into the first round last year and take Watson,
2: and he wanted Jefferson, and and those were right. transcendent. Yeah, those those are those are really good receiver prospects. Again, like you and I said when we talked a couple shows ago, this was a great on a curve draft. You can't take you know just because a player was the highest, like Jackson Smith Najigba, he's the mm-hmm. highest rated receiver in this draft. It doesn't mean that he would be in any draft, exactly. Right? So that's why you're, we're glad that. That the Packers don't reach, and they still say, "Well, who's the best player? What's the best value here?" They went with Van Ness, right? So, but this, but the tight end position here, hard to argue that they didn't use some early capital. And I, you know, everyone's excited about Musgrave because he's he's the known entity, and he's you know got there's a lot to be excited about. But
1: I'm, I'm I think he has the high of all. The, and this was a, g- a very good tight end, right? See, if if you listen to Brian Guttenkunz, if you listen to him mm-hmm. and his, on. Un- you know, Ted Thompson, God rest his soul, and he did a great—he built a Super Bowl champion. So I'll never say anything bad about Ted Thompson. I think toward the end he wasn't as sharp as he once was and made some bad picks. But, but an overall great GM. You know, he's, in the, he's a Packer Hall of Famer, and rightfully so. But he didn't say anything. You had not—you never had any idea what they were going to do because you never—he didn't—he never answered any questions about what they were going to do. Nothing. Although, after a while, you kind of knew he was going to take a Pac-12 player because that's what he took Pac-12 players every year. But if you listen to Goody, listen. Just listen to what he says. Like, I knew they weren't taking an offensive lineman. Right. Everybody kept saying, oh, offense, less offensive linemen. Well, every time he was asked about the offensive line, he said, we have 13 on the roster already. He was trying to tell you, we don't need an offensive lineman. We got 13 of them. Mm-hmm. He was trying to tell you that. Right. You know, there was another position that he kind of, poo-pooed that he you know um, we're not taking one. but he did say more than once that this is a good tight end class there's a lot of tight ends he also said there was a lot of this was a good edge rusher class well what did he do he took an edge rusher and he took a tight end this first two picks yeah and i didn't know which ones he was going to take and, and who's no i mean he may have had meyer ahead of musgrave too i don't know He remember he may have had, i don't know because they were gone but i just think musgrave fits and i like i'm nothing against meyer i didn't i had him third I think Meyer is what he is. I think he's he's going to be good. Um I think he has a a very um he's not, like he's the most he was the safest pick I thought. So and and by safe I
2: think but it's I think, like I when I think of that I think of a player is like okay, 7 to 10 years in the league, not going to light the world on fire but dependable.
1: Yes. That's Meyer. He'll be good for he'll be good for all those years. Every year he plays, he'll be a good tight end. Look what Cole
2: Komet I, is doing in Chicago right now and maybe that's the same role that Mayer carves out, which
1: isn't bad. He might be even better than him. Okay, but but I think Musgrave, and again, I don't I don't want to I hate doing this and putting too high expectations on a on a on a rookie, but I think he can be that special tight end. Kincaid too. I think both of them have a chance to be. Again, I don't want to say the names, but you know you know where I'm saying he could, they could be Pro Bowl type tight ends.
2: Well, I I, really, I do think I you should that. I do think you should mention one name because before we started we were talking about comparing him to. Packers and the last Packers tight end that was oh, really impactful was JerMichael Finley.
1: Yes. Oh, I think I think Musgrave can be every bit as good as JerMichael Finley. How I excited really
2: did everybody just? I mean, everybody probably just smiled and had to have gotten excited because it's been that long since the Packers. It's I mean, been Tullian ten
1: had the one real good year.
2: Ten years. It's been ten years since they've had a, a tight end that you're like, hey, this guy can actually make a play, get out there. I mean, remember how 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 amazing he was in 2011? Who's that? Finley. Finley. He was so yeah, good. Finley was good. I mean, just could you know he could he could catch he make plays like you've got he to block, you've,
1: He wasn't the best blocker. No,
2: no, but that wasn't what they wanted him to do. Right. And, and which is which is fine. But now, I just you know the Packers do a good job, due diligence, smart smart football players. They're Packers guys that are ready to come in and contribute and and be a good part of this culture. I don't see any any issues here. I think I think they made two solid picks, and I think these guys will be will be good
1: players. Now, obviously, All right, so maybe take you now. So it's Friday night. So they 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 take Musgrave. I'm thrilled. I'm I'm. I don't know your feelings when they when when the commissioner or whoever made who who made the second round pick. I think it was still the commissioner, right, Roger? Uh, so you, you could be you could be right. That wasn't Leroy Butler, Butler. Leroy didn't come out to the next one when they when they took Reed. So your your initial reaction because mine was I was I was very happy.
2: I actually okay, so I actually did not see that one live. I was out okay. for that one, and and so I I read it on Twitter. Okay, but my you, reaction when you read it, you, but my but my reaction was was good because it's okay. like okay, I mean, and it's not just because it was it was a prospect that I had heard of, but it was like okay, they got one of the top three.
1: Okay, and I because I
2: I didn't I I really didn't know you know where where I had those ranked, but they got one of the top three, and it's like hey, good, they're they're on the radar. They made a high pick here. They're they're and and again. I've kind of fallen into the trance of, of believing in whatever Gutekunst does because when he hits, he's he's found some really good players. And so I, mm-hmm. I don't have any reason to believe that these guys aren't going to work out. It's possible. I mean, drafted Josh Jackson, and I know everyone points to that one as the big stinker, but he's also but that, hit on and some...
1: And I, again, that's, that's the Tony Mandarich. Right, but he's also
2: points. hit on... He's also hit everybody on... Everybody
1: would have taken... But I don't think any there wasn't anybody... Nobody said Josh Jackson was a bad pick when they made it. Right. Nobody. Correct. Everybody said oh, wow, that's a good pick. Because most people had him in the first round.
2: And then he just didn't
1: pan out. He just didn't. All the things you're worried about him, because every t- every pick, there's every, and I don't care who it is, there's always like the positives, and, and then there's a negative or two. Even in, even the ones that turned out to be great, there was a negative or two about him. And the great ones, the negatives go go away. Jackson's negatives were, out I mean, the, the rap on him was he wasn't quite fast enough, maybe, and that he was a little grabby. Well, he wasn't fast enough, and he was very grabby. Mm-hmm. So, but so anyway, all right. So back to back to this year's draft. So um, now the, the second round ends. The Packers move back a couple times, pick up extra picks, which they got some pretty good prospects there, and they take their wide receiver. Now the third round starts. Now they already have, so they have, they they in their, they they've draft they've drafted Van Ness, an edge rusher. They've drafted the tight end Musgrave that we both liked, and they draft a wide receiver, um, Jaden Reed. Okay, so now I'm sitting there waiting in the, you know, it's getting late now, but it's the third round. And I, I wasn't thinking an, another tight end.
2: No, no, me either. I was like, they'll wait till day three. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, all right, they'll get something else here and then they'll take whatever tight end is still left in the top of the four, you know, in, in, in the fourth round. But what happened was a lot of these tight ends were going. Like the kid from Michigan, Chris I or whatever, however you pronounce his name. Dallas took him in the second round. I didn't see him go in the second round. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd go later than that. So, I mean, and then um, another tight end went. The Jacksonville took another tight end, a kid from Penn State. Uh, Strange. He went in the second round. So I'm like, wow, these tight ends are going. So the picks come by, and here we are in the third round, and Packers take Tucker Kraft. And I was like, my, react, my immediate reaction was more, surprise like not not unhappy surprise not like oh my god they took another tight end what are they thinking because i knew they were going i thought they were going to take two but like you said i thought later on i i thought they might go back to defense there and and get like a safety or defensive lineman or something like that but obviously he was ranked higher than on their board than any other position and so i i i i I was surprised more surprised but then i thought about i was like that's a good pick
2: Mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about him i didn't know anything about him but again Trust the process, which is kind of how I I am with the draft. I don't get too granular with breaking down these prospects or doing mock drafts or anything like that. So I I tend to agree with whatever it is that the Packers do. But here they are putting premium assets or or draft picks into – a player now, obviously, it's the third round. a Hardy Har Har, you know, tongue in cheek, all the jokes and stuff right. like that. I
1: joke already saying that. that's that's but it, it, listen, account. what
2: what better time to break the trend? And again, it could end up being like Josiah Aguaro, or if Sean Ryan gets his act together, who knows? Like, you know, I, I'm not betting on him at all. But but if it if there's a time where it's time to break that curse, it's during this new era where the Packers are finally mm-hmm. turning the page, and and it's a big shift in the organization in 2023.
1: Well, what I knew about Kraft from, from doing my draft previews and stuff is um, the scout that, that helped me with my draft previews liked him a lot and liked him. He had him ahead of both the kid from Michigan, uh, Spoonaker, Spoonmaker, and the kid from Penn State. Strange. He had him. He also had he had him ahead of or at least even with the kid from Iowa, Laporta, because wow. he said yeah. the thing with Laporta, he said, was depends what you're looking for. He said. Laporte is a great receiver. He's going to catch a lot of balls. He's going to, But if you want him to, you know, don't even ask him to block. Yeah. He said, this kid, you know, Kraft can block. His one quote to me, which I thought was interesting, he says, now you're going to see tight end South Dakota State, and you're going to think Dallas Goddard, the, the, the Eagles tight end. And, and I you know, heard not, I heard
2: another comparison on one of the podcasts over the weekend about that too.
1: Well, he said his his first line was, you're, you're going to think Dallas Goddard, right? South Dakota State tight end. He says he's not Dallas Goddard. That's just, and that's that's not a knock on him because Dallas Goddard probably one of the top five tight ends in the league right now, but he, you know, you got Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, you know, he's in the next, he's in that next, you know, sentence. Wrong. Um, Goddard's become a really good player for the Eagles, but he said he's not him, but he's still good. Like he said, he's a complete, he's another one. He called him a complete tight end and that he can block, but he, but he has some, he has a lot of athletic ability there, there as well. So like, yeah, he had him ahead of both the Michigan and the Penn State kids who went in the second round and he had them like on par with the kid from Iowa who went very early second round. Right. So I have that in the back of my mind. I'm thinking Packers must agree with this guy. Their, their scouts must agree with, with, with this scout that he was too good to pass up at that at pick number, what, 78. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I liked both guys. I think they're going to come in. I know, I, I know and you know, give Paul credit for his story that rookie tight ends take time some, but maybe not. <laughs> These guys might not take a whole Well, lot they're of time. going to play. Kraft will, probably, Kraft will probably need more time than Musgrave simply because of the level of competition that he played against. Well,
2: they may, may, they might need more time to become what they're going to become, but they're going to play right away. I would think so. We're going to have to right? go through some bumps and bruises with them early on if that's the case because they're I mean, going to get plenty of chances to play because the Packers just they don't have a ton of depth at tight end, so those guys are going to play unless something changes between now and, and
1: the fall. Well, that's the thing. Let me ask you this then. So we had mentioned Mercedes Lewis earlier. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. The Packers, he hasn't signed with the Jets yet. And apparently somebody wrote a story. I don't think they were quoting him directly, but quoting someone close to him or someone that knows him that said he doesn't want to go to New York because he, he doesn't want to pay the high taxes. I'm um, <laughs> no, serious. That was, that was in a story.
2: Well, that, that, um, that would track, though, because he was in Florida where there is no state tax. Right income tax. And then I assume it's not bad in green Bay,
1: not compared to New York. <laughs> so, so that's a yeah, true um, businessman
2: right there. Well, you know what, when right. you block as well as Mercedes Lewis, you're a businessman and you can, I, I could see, obviously he's a businessman in every sense of the word.
1: Now, normally I would tell you, no, I don't want a veteran. I want these kids to play. I don't need a veteran to come in and take snaps away from, them. but I wouldn't mind Mercedes Lewis, the mentor coming in and teaching these guys the, not just football, but the, how to be professionals and how to, cause Mercedes Lewis. Let's, let's be honest. He, if he wants to be, he, he will be a very good assistant coach one day. Don't you think? I th- oh, I agree. I mean, he's just everything I've heard about him and seen him and watched him and that, you know, he has the makings, and I've, I've seen other players like this that don't. D'Amico Ryans, I think I've talked to you about him. I got to know him when he played for the Eagles. There was no doubt in my mind He if he wanted to coach, he'd be a, one of the best. Now he's the head coach. Some guys you just, you can tell. Others, they're, I, I, it's funny, it's just some other guys I've covered who I didn't think would be good coaches, but they did become coaches, and they're doing okay as well. But I think Lewis, so I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing Lewis back in that role. I don't want them out there playing a whole lot of snaps necessarily, Mm -hmm. because I want these two kids. These kids aren't going to get better sitting, sitting around. They got to play, but they got to learn and who better. And then again, that's what coaching's for. Obviously that's why you have coaches, but it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to learn from Mercedes Lewis.
2: No, definitely not. And if they're not going to add anybody else to that depth chart, then I, I'd be fine with it. I, I agree with you. I say, let the, let the young guys play and don't take snaps away from them. But you do need somebody to come in, and even if, and, and maybe if he decides he doesn't want to doesn't want to play anymore, but he's willing to come in and be like a coaching intern or something like that. Oh, that yeah, would be, you could do a lot worse book. than Mercedes Lewis. He's a fantastic mentor, teacher. He's a great, great character guy. There's everything to like about it.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. I mean, everything would,
2: to like about it. But I, I, you know, again, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of defer to. The, the GM, the coaching staff, and again, you can call me, I'm carrying the water or whatever those those cliches are about about Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, and all that kind of stuff. But look, I just, it's a different year. It's a weird, it's a weird year because normally I'm like, oh, no, it's very strategic and I want the Packers to do all the right things. This year, I'm like, look, let's just, let's figure some things out. There's going to be some things they're not going to figure out. It's, you know, it's probably not going to be your prototypical year in Green Bay. But listen, I would rather go into the season knowing it's not going to be a prototypical year and have them win only eight games, then enter last year and have them only end up winning eight games. So, and right. these young players are a big part of the reason why is we have to go through the growing pains and the bumps with them to get them to the point where they can come out there and give us hope that they can win double-digit games and more than eight, make playoffs and those. Again, those. I,
1: I had this conversation with a friend earlier earlier this afternoon as well that, I, and again, I, I've never been accused of being the overly optimistic person. I'm usually the, I like to think of myself as well, a realist. the player. reason, yeah. But I think this team's a lot better than a lot of, maybe because I like Love. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe mm-hmm. I've, I've been a Jordan Love fan from the day they draft, before they draft, I i liked him in that draft. So maybe my the fact that I think Love is going to be good is why I'm my optim is the reason for my optimism. But and I, it, like I said, that this offense is young receivers and the receivers are young and they're going to make some mistakes and then you're going to have to live with them, but you hope they don't make the same mistake over and over. But the rest of you, I mean, the offensive line is, is seasoned. It's a good, it's not a young offensive line. It's not old, but it's, it's good. Back to Ari, Jenkins, uh, Myers, Runyon, either Tom or Neiman. You know, they're not old by any means, but they are a lot of, a lot of experience there. Aaron Jones, very experienced back. AJ Dillon experienced back now. So, the receivers are young, and and the quarterback is, you know, first-year starter. But I think the rest – I mean, they, the, the line and the backs are experienced. And they, these young kids are – like I said, I'm, I'm I'm using the term young and dangerous. The defense is still the defense, got good players. You're right. That's on Joe Barry now. He's got talent.
2: <laughs> That's – He's got
1: talent. Now, this is Barry –
2: Scary Barry.
1: I, yeah, good – exactly. Scary Barry. Um, I think I'd rather have Halle Berry.
2: But, buyer, you, um, <laughs> buyer, beware! That might have been that might have been one of Gosh, if, if we did snippets of our show and it was like a, a lead up into the Thursday edition, that line just made it into, into the lead in. That was d- that mean, was again, fantastic. Not,
1: I don't I don't want to kill them because everybody else does, but. He's got it. It's his. Listen, no more excuses for him. And at,
2: at, at some point, hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk about. Maybe that can be one of our topics when we get back to to kind of choosing our own and and picking stuff to right. to go through and talk about. But at this, you know, at this at this point right now, because I think we were hoping that we would get a chance to preview tight ends before the draft it didn't it didn't and fall didn't.
1: that and then we it, got him afterwards it that didn't
2: fall good. that way so we got him afterwards so i know that we only there were only two guys and we don't have to belabor the entire conversation i think we both have a similar sentiment that we're encouraged by both of them is there anything else we want to add about no, Musgrave said, or Kraft you
1: know i thought those two i like both picks a lot i love the Like like said musgrave was one of my i mean in terms of packer picks he was one of the guys i Kincaid was up there too I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be, be a re, revisionist and say oh no no I like musgrave better Kincaid. now Kincaid and musgrave were two guys I wanted you know I wanted one of them I knew they wouldn't they wouldn't probably wouldn't get both but I wanted either one I, and I and I would have been thrilled thrilled with either one and they got they got one so I couldn't be happy with that and incredible like I said Kraft a little surprised that they came back that soon I thought they would get the kid from Michigan. In the fourth round. I didn't no idea that he would go second round.
2: Well, Mark, you're oh. forgetting your own analysis of Kraft for to me directly over the weekend when you said that he's the perfect fit in Green Bay. His last name is <laughs> Kraft. Quick,
1: yeah. Either there or, or, or New England, right? Yeah. The and, state they, of, and then this... they took a kid named Colby in the fourth round, right?
2: Uh, oh, that that would have you know, and then they would just, you know, they grab Miles Jack and then you got Colby Jack. There <laughs> you go. All these all the good things there. Well, This is one of several shows where we're going to talk about the potential, potential, potential that the Packers have. And these two rookies are going to be, these two tight ends are going to be a big, big part of it in the passing game. It's a new era. I think we're all excited for that. And these two guys are going to be a big part of that conversation. So uh, not too bad. So we'll be back at it again next week, as we always are. Uh, Before we go, I always would be remiss if I didn't ask you what's up at Packer Report and what is coming up now that the draft is over.
1: Well, up right now, still up, is a story that I did right after the draft on um, the the scout that I mentioned, um, who I can't thank enough for his his help, and I think he was surprised I had to bother him 13 times. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I just review all 13 picks with a quote from him on each of the 13 guys and how how he thinks the Packers are going to use them, or, you know, just his his thoughts on the Packers taking each of the 13 guys, Um, which is pretty interesting. I mean, again, he's the scout he's not infallible by any means but it's just interesting to hear it from a guy that's in the league mm-hmm. so that, that story's up there now uh give that a read if you haven't already and then coming up today thursday uh just my takes on different aspects of the draft and what they did and didn't do okay
2: and i had a quick slants podcast that came out this past monday if you haven't checked it out it's probably obsolete at this point because it was breaking down the draft and there's been other discussions that have been had but if you haven't want to Want to check that out? Get over there and check out my thoughts on the draft as a deeper dive with all the picks that were made. We will be back next week, next Thursday, as always. Thanks, everybody, for chiming in, reaching out, giving us their topics, giving us the compliments, and for following along with the pack a podcast. Hope everybody is gearing up as we are now in the month of May. Summer's right around the corner, hopefully, wherever you're at, although I know there was some snow in Green Bay uh, just the other day. There were some flurries, so at some point, Mother Nature will cooperate. But in the meantime... Take care of yourself as always, everybody. Stay safe and go pack go.